morning and welcome to your favorite show, Peter Pest. You can be on your number one hit music station, ABIS2. I am your dear brother in Christ, Ishmael Pesita Kumalo. It is my delightful honor to welcome you to our broadcast, and I'm truly glad that you could join us today. Let me remind you, young person at home, that the mission of this show is to minister hope, to encourage, empower, equip young people to be determined to carry out their God-given assignment, to be distinct and walking in dominion and divine destiny as purposed by God. And if you're tuning in for the very first time, I'm sure the question you're asking yourself is, what will I benefit from this show? I want to believe, as a matter of fact, that what you will benefit from this show is that you will be taught, inspired, motivated to rise to your destiny because as a show, we believe that you were created for a specific purpose. You were predestined for greatness. So I want you to sit down, get your notebook and uh, a piece of paper and take down notes because we have a power pack show today. I bring you greetings from our technical team, Nogutula Zabala, Beatrice Mkonto and Laki Lamine. And in studio today, I have a dear brother in Christ, Mr. Obet. How are you, sir? Thank you, Ismail. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. For someone who doesn't know who you are, would you just give us a quick background of who you are and what you do? Well, I'm a young man of many targets. So really asking me about who I am can take quite a long time. But then, in short, I can say I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a writer, an author, and I'm a child of God. That's awesome. And um, what motivated you to go into business, especially given that, I don't know, in our African culture, we know people go into business when they retire and they are bored at home. For you, you chose to go into it at an early age. Why? Firstly, people, they venture into business for various reasons. Myself, it is because I wanted to provide solutions to problems in our society. And doing it at a young stage, it was going to provide me opportunities to grow. Mm. And um, as a businessman, how have things been in this COVID era? It's been, now we are entering the second year of COVID. How have things been for you and your business? Yeah, I can say it hasn't been a very good period, starting from the time when lockdown was effected. But all I can say is, if you are a man of means, you mm. always find a way of getting through the storm. Mm-hmm. Yes, so basically, we have seen the tough times, we have sailed through the storm, and we are still here, we are still going. And um, in terms of mental wellness, because the funny thing is, especially those of us who are of the house of faith, we tend to either be oblivious to the fact, or we just push it aside as if it doesn't exist. But the truth of the matter is, we all suffer from mental health issues. How have you been able to stay sane? as a businessman who has to pay other people and i mean you're responsible for families here not just a job so how have you been able to stay sane you as the person who is the leader in this empire yeah what i can tell you since here we are talking about someone who has been in business for more than 10 years Mm. you know you learn the storm when you're in the storm and uh, that is how you discover the skills you have to coast through the storm. So all I can say is I've been managing to survive because of one thing that I can say is as a child of God, you always have to know where to look for, for answers. So I've been looking up to God for answers and as a hard working person, I've been able to look back and say, okay, how did I start in the first place? It wasn't easy. So if I managed to start, I should be able to continue. Mm-hmm. And um, have you had a situation now where you've had to lay off people? And has that been an easy decision if that happened? Yes, I have heard about it. As for myself, I haven't laid off anybody. Mm. I have managed to keep the boat floating. I've uh, tried to negotiate with my staff members so that they could understand the situation. Mm. And uh, we still managed to continue operating even during the hardest time of the lockdown. Are you optimistic about the future? I am. That's why I'm here. Why? 
I mean, COVID has ravaged not only economies, marriages and everything. Churches are closed. Why would a young person want to be optimistic about the future? Why shouldn't we be? That would be my question. Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't we be optimistic? What gives you hope? When you look at the end of the tunnel and you see that light, what is that light to you and your business? And maybe even as you look at young people that you may or may not employ tomorrow. Talking about light at the end of the tunnel, I always tell myself, before I could see that light at the end of the tunnel, I'm the light inside the tunnel myself. <laughs> so that shouldn't give me a big problem to identify the light at the end of the tunnel because in the course of going through the tunnel, mm -hmm. I'm the light to myself. So I should be able to see opportunities even when they are not there. We have to create them. And we will be talking about creating your own opportunities, young person, in today's show with Brother Obert. And we want you to take down notes. But before we get to that, and uh, you can already tell it will be a very beautiful conversation. Before we get into that, how about we listen to some beautiful music to inspire us, to motivate us. A song coming from Mary Mary entitled Praise. Do enjoy.
Welcome back, dear listener. You're still tuning to the English service of Radio Swatini. This is your favorite show on radio. Be the best you can be. We just enjoy some beautiful music there coming from Mary Mary, a song entitled Praise. And uh, in studio today, I am in conversation with my dear brother, Obet Manyanye. That tells me you must be Ndebele. Am I right? I'm actually Shona, but I do know Ndebele. <laughs> But, so I well that is a conversation for another day maybe during Africa Day we should come and talk about that but for now we are talking about creating our own opportunities and um, just from the title itself create your own opportunities something tells me opportunities are not going to be given up to me on a silver platter am that's I right? Very true. that's very true there are opportunities that can knock on your door but if they can knock on your door they can also knock on someone else's door so how do I go about this process of creating my opportunities because i don't know we are not born with all creative juices at the same level some people are more creative than others that's very true how do i then create my opportunities if you look at the title of the book the main title of the book is dare to dream Mm. it's Mm. about dreaming it's about desiring for something Mm -hmm. when you desire for something you always find ways of getting through to the end so creating an opportunity actually is about identifying needs Mm-hmm. identify what people need in the society uh, it can be if you're at school what are the other colleagues or schoolmates requiring around you if it's at workplaces if it's wherever you are even in church it's about identifying what do people need and then from that you create the opportunity to actually provide what they need and that gives you the opportunity to grow but sometimes what they need is something that i may not have the capital to pursue or start that's true but he, Usually when you talk about capital, Mm -hmm. I know in most cases we're talking about money. Mm -hmm. But there's one other capital that most people, they don't talk about, which is human capital, which is your knowledge, your skills, your intelligence, which you can actually use as capital. Then if there are funds needed, maybe that's when you look for partners, but already you've got the greatest asset, which is the mind, the ideas you have, and even the opportunities themselves. Talking about human capital, what if I... I don't know. There are times as a human being where, like, especially now, where before COVID, you've been applying for a job. Mm-hmm. Nothing came through. Yes. Then COVID hit and people were laid off. Now your chances of getting a job have literally vanished. So my confidence will then take a knock because of that. How do I then say, listen, there's something worthwhile in me. And I start seeing myself as the first capital I should first invest in my business or whatever venture that I'm going into. Yeah, actually, I always say these storms, they are not always to disrupt our operations. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they are for preparing us. So whatever has been happening can actually be an eye-opener to somebody. Say, you know, you have been knocking from door to door looking for employment. Mm -hmm. But there's one door you haven't knocked on, which is yourself. You should be the employer yourself for yourself and for other young people. So you might find that during this pandemic, that's when you realize that when you create an opportunity, right, when you identify opportunities or you create them, you are actually seeing that you are your own employer and you can actually provide employment to other people. So at the end of the day, this pandemic is actually offering opportunities for other people if you are able to identify them. What are some of the things that may stop a young person from creating his opportunities? Let's look at within the young person character traits for example that may stop a young person from believing in themselves and pursuing an opportunity that lies out there fear Mm -hmm. we can talk about other things but fear is the greatest of them all because once you think you cannot do or you can 
mm-hmm. then you are right. That's what one writer says. Mm-hmm. So if you believe that you can start something and you overcome every fear that comes with that belief, then you are able to start something. But usually we are surrounded by circumstances. We are surrounded by people who tell us that we can't do. And at the end of the day, we put in that information and we tell ourselves we can't. But could it be maybe, like you've already alluded to this fact, circumstances, how do I, as a young person, erase the learned behavior because of the circumstances that I've lived in? If I came from a poor family, I'm of the mindset most likely that, oh, I'm bound or I'm meant to be poor. There's no one who is meant to be poor for all their lives. It is for one young person or any person to actually desire to move out from whatever zone they are in and go for the next zone, like from a poverty mentality to a richness mentality. So it's not like you were born in a poor family, so you should die in a poor family. You can actually be the first rich person in your family. And having dealt with fear, what could the other stumbling block be if a young person then stands up and says, listen, I want to pursue the opportunities that lie out there? Usually, when you have overcome the fear, Mm. the process of overcoming fear itself it comes with uh, various options for you to actually face other challenges you are going to encounter in the process of actually starting or running a business or pursuing a certain career. So usually the other challenges we might face as young people is failing to utilize the resources that are available at our disposal. Say that again? Failing to utilize the resources that are available at our disposal. What could some of those resources be? We are in the digital world. We are in the dot-com generation as I grew up knowing it, whereby everything is available on the internet. There are jobs that are advertised on the internet. There are business opportunities that are on there on the internet. And there are so many other things like right now, schools are closed, but there are people who are learning because of technology. So utilizing such resources can actually be a way of facing those challenges. Well, dear listeners, so tuned into the English service of Radio Eswatin. We are actually talking about creating your own opportunities. Now, I want to go back to the title of your books, Dare to Dream. You are talking about, I don't know, for me, it sounds like an encouragement for someone to say, listen, just dream. Everyone, and that's the sense I get to say, everyone ought to be dreaming. That's right. And what do you mean, in, in essence, when if you were to elaborate, dare to dream? Right, to dare means to desire for something and to really do whatever it takes to actually acquire something or achieve something. Mm. So when I say dare to dream is, I'm encouraging someone not to give up on anything, but to desire that you should dream. And when you dream, pursue those dreams. And the, what inspired that mantra to mm. say dare to dream is... I realized that when I wrote my first book, which was published in 2018, right, it took me 20 years to actually publish that book. But because it was a dream, I had to pursue it. So that's why I ended up coming up with that topic, Day to Dream, because I dreamed of writing a book when I was 16. Mm. And I never looked back. So it's an encouragement, not only to myself, but even to the young person who is listening or who might ever also have the chance to read my books. Romans... Chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Talk to us about the issue of mindset when it comes to creating opportunities. You know, the mindset, it is something that is fed with so many things, positive and negative, and it generates energy. The energy that is generated by the mindset determines our success and our failure. Mm. And the if you look, 
people who think great are people who are, who are surrounded by great thinkers as well, by, by great doers. So if you surround yourself with people who think we have got great minds, you also have the tendency of having great minds. Mm -hmm. And talking about the renewing of the mind, the mind is fed with so many things, which I can say some of them are toxins. Mm -hmm. So you need to flush those toxins so that you are able now to focus on positive things alone. We cannot run away from negative things, but we can avoid them. I just like what you just said to say that often at times we are fed with toxins and we need to flush them out. What could some of those toxins be for a young person today who, I don't know, coming from La Vomisa or Beverly Hills in Baban, what could those toxins be? Some of them can actually come from family where they tell you you cannot start business because we have never run a business in our family. That is toxin. It can be peers who tell you that uh, for you to be successful, you have to get a job in government and you get a government house, a government car and all those things. Those can be toxins because they limit you to what yourself you dream about. You only start thinking along the lines of what people are telling you. Whereas you have also your own dreams, but then they are intoxicated by what people say. And I like the example you're giving to say, you know, get a job with government, live in a government house. And um, because for me that if I were to read that and we are not chastising anyone working for government or you are doing a great service if you're working for government. But what I've seen in the years is that people then get in there, they settle for that. You are working for government, you're earning, I don't know, 5,000 a month. You live in a government house where you're paying 50 rand a month and free electricity, free water, free everything. Next thing, someone dies at the age of 60, they have nowhere to be buried. They have no home, they have nothing. Talk to us about how we can overcome this complacency mindset. You see, you read a verse from the Bible mm. which talks about renewing of the mindset, right? God knows that when a man is saved, it is not the mind that is saved. It is the soul. So now the mind, it needs continuous revival, continuous renewal. So the things that are happening around us, the cultures, the customs, the traditions, and all those things, they are the ones that are bringing in toxins in our minds. Like I was mentioning that you might be told that for you to actually be successful, you have to get a government job. But then there are people who are not working for government, but they are doing so well. But because we have just been told that you have a secure job working for government, I'm not saying working for government is not right, but mm. then is that your desire? You argue that empty minds tend to get filled with negativity, complaints, fear, failure, whilst creative minds have plenty room for more of what life can offer. Explain that. You see, when a storm comes and your doors are open, definitely the wind get inside. But if the doors are closed, you have chances to survive that storm. Mm. So if your house or if your mind is filled with positive things chances of welcoming negative things they are very few you always have a way of a, a counter attack on every negativity that comes your way but when your minds are empty anything that comes in it occupies that space and then it becomes your destiny how do we then occupy the space before the storm comes as a child of god is very simple reading the word of god there is so much inspiration in the word of god there is so much business inspiration, there's so much personal development versus there. So it's what you surround yourself with. What do you do? What do you practice on a daily basis? That is what occupies your mind. If you want to talk about money every day, you are creating an opportunity for you to actually be successful in finances. But if in a subject of finances is talked about and you feel like, no, this is not my thing. In other words, you are telling yourself you don't have space in your mind about finances. But then finance is always a way, we always have a way of controlling you. 
Two people can walk to the river to fetch water and no matter how full the river may be, it's what you are carrying that determines the amount of water you'll bring back home. If the containers are the same size, but the one which is leaking will not reach home full, how can we plug the leak in our belief system? Because the truth of the matter is we can have a leak system in our heads. I'm not good enough or my family is the least of the least, so I can't do this. How do we plug that leak? Firstly, you have to identify the leak and then you have to identify the extent of the leak and then you have to find means of how do I cover this leak? Because sometimes you find that the negativity itself can be leak. It can be a leak itself mm. because you are fed with good information today. Maybe say you're in church or you are in a platform like this on a radio show. Right. And then from there, you are going to meet other people who have failed and then they tell you you can't. The next thing that becomes a leak. You have been fed with good information, but then someone is creating the leak for you and you allow your information to leak out. Let's talk about failure for a minute here. What is the value of failure in the success spectrum? Because often at times, especially as black people, we are super afraid of failure. Right. Being afraid of failure, I can also equate it to being afraid of success itself because success is also born inside failure itself. Mm. Yes, because, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily failure. There are just challenges we face along the way. Mm. And it is how you interpret those challenges to consider them as failure or as something else. You can encounter stumbling blocks or stepping stones. Mm -hmm. It's how you interpret it. But at the end of the day, most successful people, they will tell you they hate failure stories, if not all of them. Well, young person at home, we are, you're still tuning to the English service of radio. So, Tina, this is your favorite show on radio, Be the Best You Can Be. We're going to take a break and listen to some beautiful music, a song entitled He is Amazing by Tay Gerard. Let's do enjoy. Incredible, marvelous, wonderful, that's who he is, that's who he is, faithful and merciful, glorious, powerful. That's who he is, that's who he is, he is amazing, so amazing, he is amazing, he is amazing, so amazing, he is amazing, oh everything. Taken by all He's done 
Welcome back. Welcome back, dear listeners. You're still tuned into the English service of Radio Eswatini. And this is indeed your favorite show on radio. Uh, be the best you can be with your dear brother in Christ, Ishmael Pesitle Kumalo. I want to just take this moment before we continue discussing creating your own opportunities with Albert Monyanye. I want to just take a moment and congratulate all those who did so well in their SGCE exams. But particularly, I'm interested in those who did not do so well. I want to encourage you to implore you suicidal thoughts that may be coming because you did not pass an exam. We want to encourage you not to entertain them. We want to encourage you to find someone to talk to because there are a lot of people. If you are a member of a particular church, go to your youth pastor, go to your senior pastor, find someone to talk to who can help you overcome the challenges that you're facing as a result of you not being able to get the or the results that you anticipated or wanted. We discourage young people from taking their lives because of a scorecard. You are not defined by numbers on a piece of paper. Yes, we are not by any means suggesting that grades are not important because they are. But what we are suggesting is that grades should not be the only thing that defines who we are. God should define who we are. The word of God should define who we are and what we are about. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know we overquote that scripture, but it still remains true up to this day. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. If you read that verse and read it carefully, you realize that those words are spoken not because someone has passed, not because someone has failed, not because things are going well, not because something are going. In all circumstances and in all conditions, God has a plan to prosper us. And I want you as a young person not to entertain suicidal thoughts during this time and still hold on to the faith and the hope that God is still with you during this time. So may I encourage you to go find someone to talk to if you did not do so well. And if you did well, we congratulate you. As we say, as young people, you are the goat. And for all people who don't know what a goat is, greatest of all times. Uh, that's okay. Anyway, Mr. Obert, we are talking about creating your opportunities here. And we talked about fear. Let's talk about how crippling fear is for young people who want to create their opportunities. You know, fear is not a good thing at all. Fear is actually the biggest challenge we have in young people, whether they want to advance their career, they want to pursue into business, or even in marriages themselves. Mm. Yes, because fear, it is something that is usually planted by the devil. Mm -hmm. That is the devil's weapon or tool to weaken us so that they can attack us. You see, when the Bible talks about the devil's rose like a lion, he rose like, he's not, not. but he's not a lion, but he rose like a lion. Mm. And he knows that when he rose, he's instilling fear in you. And then, you know, fear is like poison. You know, when you are beaten by a snake, it puts venom in your body. And that venom is meant to paralyze your system so that you die. Right. So fear is like that. That's how the devil attacks Christians or attacks people. When fear has been instilled in us, we become paralyzed and then we can't act on anything positive. That's how we fail. Now, how can we capitalize on our fears? Once you identify your fears, then you are able to counter attack when they come. When you know that this is something that is just meant to scare me away, then you know how to go about it and go around it because you know you train yourself in many things like you were encouraging young people who maybe didn't do it in their exams for last year mm -hmm. to say talk to your pastors your senior pastor and all those people you know talking to somebody it allows you to empty your fears 
Mm. to somebody it allows someone to actually identify the fears in you you might not even know that you've got some fears mm. but someone is going to identify the fears for you and then they are going to help you because they also have to identify your strength and then they capitalize on your strength to help you do not even think of waiting for opportunity unless if you want to wait your entire lifetime i like that line because there are young people as i said at the top of the show who were unemployed before COVID. Mm -hmm. And now their hopes have dwindled because of COVID. The company that they wanted to go work for has laid off people. Yes. How can they then create opportunities to advance themselves, advance their careers without having to wait for, quote unquote, the government job? Actually, for me, I would encourage someone that, uh, yes, the lockdown or the pandemic came with uh, these things like uh, layoffs and meaning less job opportunities. But we have been having unemployment for some time. There are people who have been trying to look for employment for a very long time and they haven't been getting it. It's only that now this is another circumstance we are facing. So sometimes it's time for you to actually sit down and look, are you searching for the right job? Mm -hmm. Do you have the right skills that are required? Because do you know that while those same companies are laying off, they are also hiring. Okay, this position maybe is redundant and then they create one that is going to be more productive. That's when they need creative minds. They might lay off five people and employ one new person. And you should be that one person. Hmm. Talk to us about the virtue of courage in creating opportunities. Yeah, courage, basically, that's the opposite of fear. So once you overcome your fears, it means you've got the courage. So when you are now creating opportunities, you are now using the courage as a tool, as an asset for you to create something because you know creating opportunities is not something that can be done from just the wing of an eye you have to have some courage because definitely there are things that are going to stand in your way and you have to find a way of passing those things to say no yes they said i cannot do this without this but then you have to learn you know i grew up knowing that someone who is crippled mm. has good skills Mm -hmm. to go about or to use against his disability that a normal person cannot mm. there are people who can write with their legs which you can't you have your hands so you'll be like okay i have my hands here so you find that person created an opportunity to write because you find that i don't have hands but then i want to write turn your limitations into opportunities exactly problems into projects yes <laughs> It's incredible young person at home. We are talking about creating opportunities and it is a poignant topic given the circumstances that we're going through as young people. And do remember that about 75 plus percent of the population in Eswatini today are young people who are actually less than 35. And then about 95% of that lives in rural areas and then about 80, 70% of that then is in urban areas. But here's the thing that I'm trying to get at. Either way, Whatever happens to our economy, right now the economy is reeling. And guess what will happen? We are get to suffer as young people. So if we are going to be let luster and not create opportunities for ourselves, ultimately the country is going to collapse. We cannot look up to government for all solutions. Solutions are within us. You know, I like reading the book of Ephesians because it says that we've been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. So the success that we anticipate or want essentially when you think about it is within us as young people mr Robert, thinking without the box what does that mean a box it represents limitations mm -hmm. so 
checking out the box it's removing the limitations to say i want to achieve this and nothing will stop me now how can i remove the limitations that i have let's look at the ones that i've placed on myself forget about the economy because that is another limitation yes the ones that i've placed on myself how do i get rid of those firstly you have to identify those limits because you cannot get rid of something you don't know you cannot solve a problem you can't identify so you need to identify that problem that challenge which is the limitation and then it's like you know that there's a job you need and they need a certain skill and you don't have that skill so now going to learn that skill is the only way you can get the job you're looking for so you have to identify those limits or limitations and then you have to find a mentorship people who have done it before can actually be helpful to you like myself i've got so many mentors mm. some are the people that i've never met but because i understand what limits me and then i know someone who managed to overcome that limit so i look to that person what's the value of mentorship in any person's life could it be business personal Christian aspect, whatever the case may be. What's the value of that? Yeah, a mentor is someone who is able to identify your skills mm -hmm. and help you to nurture them. Someone who can stand by you even through the storm and who is going to be giving you guidance. So we all need guidance one way or the other. Just like as Christians we are, we look unto Jesus for guidance. Mm -hmm. We always go before God and say, God, I wanted to do this, but it seems like it's not working. What can I do? We have got so many leaders who have asked God, should I pursue these enemies? And then God say yes, because you will be with you. I want us to go to you as a businessman now. What has been your greatest failure in business? If you were to remember one incident that you could, I mean, point to and say, I think that was my season of failure. What would that be? You know, that can be a question that might force me to give an answer that might be criticized by people mm. because honestly if i really look at it i can't say there's something that i can say because what i believe is failure is an opportunity to start afresh mm -hmm. right so once you understand that this failure is not meant to crush me but it is meant to give me a lesson mm -hmm. then you take it as an opportunity so i can say if i didn't encounter those challenges or those failures mm. i wouldn't be where i am today so i cannot say i'm someone who has faced a failure to a point where i couldn't continue with what i was doing mm -hmm. yeah there are some situations i was actually remembering about my business that got guarded by fire on the 9th of february mm. seven years ago so i was remembering about it that yesterday and mm. everyone was like ah, no he's down and out mm. then i say you know what it's the shop that was banned, but the mm -hmm. business was not banned. So people, they saw failure mm -hmm. that one way or the other, I failed to avoid the fire. But then it gave me an opportunity to be careful the next time when fire is involved or any electrical, whatever. So at the end of the day, I've been able to operate even these past seven years without a similar problem. Because the business was in the mind, mm -hmm. not in the shop. Okay, explain that for someone who won't get it. The business was in the mind, not in the shop. Yes. Explain that. Right. What was in the shop was the stock that was there, the equipment, the furniture, and whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But for those things to be there in the first place, they have to be a thought. They have to be an idea that was put into action. So those same ideas, those same thoughts, I still have them. And they helped me to start afresh. And I did start afresh. For someone who right now has been 
put out of business because of COVID? What would be your words to that person? It's time to maybe look at different avenues to say maybe this was an eye-opener. Maybe you might even look that that business was actually knocked out of business maybe because it was not even making it from the beginning. Mm. It was just breaking even or it was not even breaking even. It was not making it. And then COVID came and that is was a way of realizing that no, 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 this thing is not working. And then you have to look at new avenues. Look, how did you fail? Mm -hmm. right in the storm so that you prepare for the next storm when it comes because if you are going to learn a new skill in the storm you can use the same skill even when there's no storm <laughs> now the young people have just matriculated what would your message be as they prepare for i like to call it adult world because now they're going to varsity or college what would your words be to those young people yeah what i can say to those young people is you are starting a new learning phase you are done with the matriculation Mm -hmm. That was one learning search. Now you're starting a new one, which is adulthood. And you shouldn't stop learning the same skills you were using to learn in high school or wherever you were. You should still use the same skills to learn new things. You need mentors, you need parents, you need pastors. They will always guide you. Looking back at, I don't know, 15-year-old Orbit, what would you say to him? He's a man who dreamed. Mm. Yes. He had dreams and he never looked back on those dreams but there were limitations as i can tell you there were so many limitations ironically i lost my parents when i was around that age and to any young person it, it could have been the end of life mm -hmm. but then to me that was the beginning of life because i learned to stand on my own at a tender age i learned to look at who else can i look to for inspiration and then help was coming and i maximized on that that is why i'm here today what would your last words be to a young person as you inspire them to dare to dream? You know, as a businessman myself, mm. I normally encourage running businesses, whatever. You're working full time, a very good job, paying job, you've got company house, company car. I always say, have something you can do on your own. I'm going to encourage you with a verse that is in the Bible, which is mm. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11, which says, Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, mm. to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we have instructed you before. So you might be hired by someone to fulfill their dreams, but you also have your own dreams you can fulfill at the same time. So you might be working somewhere, you might be running someone else's business, but the same skills that you are using in that organization, you can use them to start your own thing. It doesn't matter you are going to start it now or in the next 10 years, but at the end of the day, use your hands. Once you start using your hands, you are keeping yourself busy and you are avoiding things like criminal activities because we talked about empty minds mm. once you are busy doing something it means your mind is always busy with something for these hands to work you have to be thinking so it means you only have time to think about crime drugs you know peer pressure and all those things well, young person at home, I do continue to encourage all those who did not do well in their exams. This is a good time to call on the Lord. Jeremiah 29, 12 says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Please do not resort to suicide. Do not resort to drastic measures to try and uh, cover what you consider to be shame. There's nothing shameful about failing an exam. It is a learning curve. You can try again. It's just a first attempt of learning what it meant to be in grade 12 or form 5. So we do encourage you to go back to school if you afforded that chance. Just go and upgrade, go rewrite, go do something. 
you'll be shocked by this. There are many people today, some of them are CEOs. When you ask them how they got there, they'll tell you they failed their Form 3, they failed their Form 5, they failed the university. They had to choose a different course because they got it discontinued from university. Academic failure is not the ultimate end of life. So please do not resort to drastic measures such as taking your own life. Find someone to talk to, find someone to support you. If you have no one, literally no one, go to our Facebook page, be the best you can be, Eswatini, write to us and we can then see how we can best help you. Until we meet again, Nakupenda Sana, God bless you. Pain you going through